Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tara Caputo. And this is Heather Robinson. And this is the Coffee and Sage Show. Where we just have all kinds of conversations about spiritual woos and... Sage advice and intuitive insights. Join us. Hi, and welcome to the Coffee and Sage Show with Heather Robinson. And Tara Caputo. We're glad you're here. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. It must be the full moon. I'm going to blame it on that. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about um, following the theme of love. We're going to talk about um, pets that we love. Pets are such a big deal. Um, and we love them. We love them like our family. Yes. I have a dog and he's like my little boy, crazy little boy, lazy little boy, but my huge protector. Um, had a dog all my life and actually one cat because I am highly allergic. Oh, are you? Huh. Yeah, but I love cats. That's the thing. I love cats. Uh, cats always kind of flock to me and I'm like, Dawn, here comes my asthma. Here comes my itchy eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's cool. I've got a cat. I have one cat. Her name is Minerva Aries Robinson. I always, my animals aren't named after like food or like, you know, muffin or biscuit or anything <laughs> like that. My, they always have a name and she's Minerva because she's a black cat. Um, like um, on Harry Potter, um, Professor McGonagall was a black cat and she could transform from a, a human to a cat. Um and she's Aries because I got her under the Aries moon. Um, so, yeah. So she's a good little roommate. Um, and uh, But I love dogs, too. I've had dogs a lot. Um, I love cats because they are, they're like great roommates that you can leave for a night or two. And you tell them you're gone. You put the food down. And, you know, they don't have to go out and go to the bathroom. And then when you come home, they're like, oh, hey, you're back. How was the trip? They're, like, they're, just... <laughs> they're so self-sufficient cats. They totally are. Yeah, my they don't make me so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, they don't. My father-in-law has a cat. And let me tell you, we call him like that mountain lion cat. His name is Mickey. But he's a little kitten. So he's just crazy. But my my father-in-law wears gloves to pick him up. So oh, my gosh. Because he's like, oh, my God, he claws me. I'm like, he's a cat. <laughs> I'm like he grips to him you know but sweetest little thing and I gotta tell you that little guy runs the place totally runs the place but um was a great companion for him when we got him you know my father-in-law being all by himself it became like his best friend and he can still like go out and you know not have to worry about oh my god I gotta run home and take the dog out or I have to run home and do this like does its own little thing he goes and every time he comes in that cat is sleeping and he's like all right you're home here comes the torture zone you know it's like I'm ready you know so we always laugh but uh, cats are a great companion so are dogs I'm not saying they're not but I just felt it was perfect for an older person for that particular way you know just of keeping them more balanced and not have to stress it as much yeah yeah animals are animals are amazing um to for unconditional love like we're yes. talking about love right so um cats sometimes you know are not the most loving animals but um <laughs> but we all need to we need something to give and show love to that help you know the more we can show love the more love comes back to us and um having an animal really helps with that it 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 helps 
um, help us feel needed. And sometimes people are alone and they don't feel needed. Or um, I love animals for younger kids. You know, you're at the point in your family, your young family, and the kids want a dog or a cat. And you're like, oh, my gosh, somebody else to take care of. But it really teaches them the responsibility of being kind to something else, something, you know, being kind to to um, a, a living thing and that you have mm-hmm. to you, we have to care for all living things. Um, exactly. And it's like your best friend, you know, think of them as like service dogs, you know, how helpful they are to people and help heal, especially with anxiety, anxiety and stress, you know, animals know how to soothe a lot of that as well. So I feel like, you know, everybody's been going through craziness for the past two years and now it's starting to like tone itself down and, you know, we're all going into good directions, but having those companions at that time I feel like try to help or did help some people come more balanced with it and deal with those times of COVID oh my absolutely I I moved to Mooresville on Valentine's Day 2020 and then just like seconds later the world shut down like COVID hit and I was quarantined and um, the day before we went into lockdown I went out and got this cat I had had to leave my cat where I had lived with my ex-fiance and I wasn't able to bring um, Maeve. Her name was Maeve. Um, (laughs) And um, so I thought, I am not going to be alone here without somebody to hang out with. (laughs) So I went to the um, SPCA and picked out a cat. And um, (laughs) when I went to visit the cat, I found her online and I wanted a black cat because a lot of black times black cats get a bad rap like that they're bad or, you know, people will torture black cats and it makes me mad. And so I found a little black cat and I went to the shelter and the guy at the shelter, I said, how long has she been in the shelter? And he said, gosh, she's been, she's been here since November. And I said, it's March. She's been here since November. Somebody surrendered her then. And, and he said, yeah, she really is afraid. And, and I don't know if she'll come to you. And so we got in the little activity room and And he said, I hope that she'll warm up to you. And he said, she definitely doesn't like guys. And I said, we'll get along just fine then. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a fan of men right now either. (laughs) I've been dejected by some men too. I'm not a fan of men. And, um, but I brought her home and we've just been the best roommates. Um, And I know a lot, I have friends who have birds like big birds, like macaws, yes. like the mm-hmm. really big birds. And, um, and then I have friends who have ferrets and friends who have chickens and ducks. And um, I mean, I've known people who raise ducklings in the house. Oh, wow. And I know, like, and then laughed thinking that they could barricade them in the dining room yeah. and like ducks, <laughs> ducks fly. They fly. Yeah, so it's like peace out. <laughs> yeah. So um, animals, my friend who has the, the the big um the big bird um birds will will molt and they'll shed and drop their feathers and so she always gets their feathers and makes um smudge tools you know like a feather for smudging she takes them she's like thank you thank you for the feathers and i appreciate you giving me these beautiful blue and and yellow feathers and um it's it's crazy it's amazing how how wonderful animals are when we let them in our lives they are. And you notice, like you were saying, they're so protective. My aunt had a parakeet, Percy. I love animals, everybody, so you are clear. But Percy 
was like the torturous bird, I swear. He only liked my aunt and he hated everybody else. So if you ever tried to pick up Percy, he would nip at you and keep nipping. So when my uncle was around, he would love, Percy would love to go on his shoulders, but not to be like, oh, and be so cuddly. He would literally peck all holes into his shirt to be like, I don't like you because that's my chick over there and you're here. (laughs) That was like his attitude. And he would like scream at like all hours to be like, where is she? Like, I need to see her. I'm like, your parakeet is crazy. Like that is just above and beyond. But she's like, I've had that parakeet forever. She's like before your uncle. So she's like, all it knows was my aunt. So yeah, Percy even used to lay eggs, but they didn't do anything like they never um, gave birth to anything, but she would get these eggs and the uh, vet used to tell her it's just like his gift to her because he considered her like the love of his life. It was like the funniest thing, I swear. It's amazing. It's amazing how protective animals are of their person. And um, a similar story. I had another cat. I've, I've had so many amazing cats. Um, and this cat, his name was Glenn Walker Robinson, um, <laughs> named after Glenn on the walking dead. And the day that we got him was if anybody's listening and they're walking dead, like super fan, like I am. And my kids were, it was when Glenn was found alive, hashtag Glenn is alive. And so, and the, and Glenn, my favorite character was found alive under a dumpster. And that's where this cat was found was under oh a dumpster. So that the vet just thought it was crazy that his name, they just thought it was hysterical that he was Glenn Walker Robinson. Um, <laughs> but Glenn Walker, um, and, and he wanted to be called Glenn Walker. Like that was his preference. Um, so he's, he's a Southern cat. We just say Glenn Walker. Um, but I started dating my ex fiance, Mark and, um, and Mark would come over and, you know, gradually, um, he would come over and he, and Glenn would let him, you know, be nice to him. But when Mark would spend the night, Glenn would pee on the bed on Mark's side of the bed. Oh my and God. every time he spent the night and slept in my bed, the cat would pee on him in the bed. Oh my and God. I'm like, the, he marked his territory, literally like, Mark, this is my territory. You don't get to be here. And it was, he wow. just, he, he's like, this is my girl. You don't get to have anything to do with her. And, <laughs> and eventually I moved in with Mark. We lived on a farm and Glenn did not want to be in the house with him. He peed on everything. Wow. And yes. And so finally he wanted to be an outside cat. And so um, I let him be large and in charge outside and he would come back. I had a, had a deal with him and I said, Glenn, I just love you so much. And you have to come back. Like you can be a barn cat and go find these, these girls, these girl cats that <laughs> these feral girl cats that would come around and, um, visit him. We affectionately named them. They were feral girl cats and we called one, um, uh, whore cat and tiger pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> Like you're coming to tempt my boy. (laughs) So poor cat and tiger pussy would come lure him away. And I said, you have to come back every full moon, come visit me. And I would leave food out in a gravity fed feeder and go sit by it on the full moon. And he would come every full moon. Wow. And let me, and I'm like, Oh, my boy came home. Um, (laughs) so he, it was amazing. Um, but they do, animals take a hit. Um, I, I've heard in, uh, in Chinese or excuse me, um, 
in Asian um, in Asian lore that animals that it, when you have animals, particularly fish, um, mm-hmm. that they will take a hit for you, a psychic hit for you. So if there's negative energy or bad luck, the fish will die. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, I think you had looked at what kind of fish was it? Um, it's the the betta fish, the betta fish. Oh, yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. That they will for that. They goldfish and betta fish that they'll die to take the negative hit for you. And um, uh, around Christmas, um, my son-in-law has a, a two fish tanks, like these two big, beautiful freshwater tanks, and he just had a death. Like uh, you know, the black plague came through ick and just took a hit. Um, and he lost, you know, quite a few fish and he was, you know, like, gosh, this is what a pisser. And I told my daughter, I said, no, this, the fish are taking the hit for you guys. Like something icky is going to happen and it's not going to be that bad. The fish are taking the hit and Mm -hmm. some things shifted in business and some things shifted, you know, they, they got COVID shortly after, and then it was like, oh, they took the hit. It wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah. They take the biggest hit for you. Yeah. yeah. I used to always have better fish. I think this is the first couple of years I haven't had better fish, but I usually always have one and they last me a few years, but when things get like turbulent or just like crazy around me, I'll notice my fish changes like overnight and it would either die or just be like no energy, not even moving, nothing. That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and, and animals are great indicators of spirit energy in your house. Um, yeah. Does your dog, is your dog intuitive? Is your dog an empath? I would say he is, but my, my dog, he's a rescue, uh, but he is definitely a rescue. But he's, uh, he's a mostly a sleeper. He doesn't like to be entertained at certain times, but he is very alert. He knows when things are around, but I've always been taught and I've always found that if the dog doesn't fear it, I'm fine with it. You know, Mm -hmm. same with a cat. They don't fear it. I'm fine with it. When they start hissing, growling and all that, I'm like, oh, really? Come on, guys. (laughs) So, but yeah, my dog will pick up that energy right away. Even though he's lazy bones, he will totally pick up the energy. Yes. Any animal I have to say that I've had has been, um, like that you know I had an ex-husband and one of my dogs hated hated him from day one like from the moment he walked through the door now she was a cockapoo and she loved everybody everybody loved Britney she was named after Britney Spears <laughs> it's just how we adopted her that is her. such a cockapoo Britney Spears yes. <laughs> you know but we adopted her she was already trained for that name so we kept her as Britney but she fit the profile like she had like this little tooth to her she was prim and robber she was hysterical but she loved everybody she would just check you out she would love attention you know like pet me all right chill out see you later like just a very friendly dog but when he walked through the door she was like it was the first time I've ever seen in my whole entire life that that dog growled or was like ready to attack and I'm like wow she don't really like you and we should have known then that it was Isn't not that... a good energy wow <laughs> yeah so I'll never forget that because even one time I got sick and he was around my ex-husband I was throwing up I was just sick you know just ate something the wrong way and Brittany would stay with me when I was sick she was protective of me so she would sit in the bathroom with me and he happens to come in to check on me and she went for him. Like she went to attack him. Like, wow. Oh no, don't go near her. Absolutely not. You know? So I've always found, you know, animals, you know, always trust the animal guys. 
always trust the animal's instinct. So right. Yeah, right. so I should have known that day. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I know, I know. We do, we're just like, oh, she's just she's upset. She's exactly. just she just <laughs> loves me, but it's true. It's that animal instinct, and um, I always I taught my kids. You know, when kids try to put their hand down or grab it, I'm like, no, 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 no. Put your hand down. Let the animal smell you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get in their face. Don't put your you know just let them come to you. Just let them come to you. Um, my cat Minerva is, um, she'll, she notices things. So occasionally she'll hiss at something. Uh, boy, I'm getting this. As soon as she hisses, hisses, I'm getting the smudge out. Like we're saging this place. Um, <laughs> and she'll just be walking across the floor and it's like something pinches her butt, like, and she oh, jumps wow. and, um, I'm like, what is here? Are there fairies messing with you? What's grabbing you? <laughs> um, and it's just from time to time. And, and it's always in a certain part of my house that they do that. And it just, wow. and she will walk around that area. She doesn't like, I'm like, God, is there a fairy living there? I don't know what's happening. Um, but do you have plants over there by any chance? Like any kind no. of, mm-hmm. no? oh, wow. No, it's not like it's bugs. It's, you know, I've gotten really on the floor. And no, but sometimes to... you find fairies come out of the plants. Like oh. they'll dwell within there. So I was wondering if anybody was hopping out to be like, hey, hey, you know what I mean? Like, oh. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> like we're not playing that game today, you know. You'll find them like in the interesting little spot. So that's why I was asking if she was like, you know, near any plants, you know, because you will find that kind of activity over there as well. Wow. Now I, I did have a cat, another cat. Like I sound like the cat lady. And I, <laughs> I guess I am. I guess I'm just going to own it. I am Heather Robinson and I am a cat lover. Um, but I had another cat. It was my daughter's cat, but she ended up being mine. Her name was Annabella Molly Francis. Bun. <laughs> um, but we called her just Molly Francis. And then when she was being particularly irritating, I just called her MF. Um, but <laughs> Uh, the first time I lived, and I wrote about this in my in my book. The first time that I realized that I was living with um, with an earthbound spirit or a ghost or you know a, 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 a entity. Um, the entity's name was Dana. We had moved into her house, and she had died of H one N one, and she was sort of trapped in the house. And Molly could see her. And I would be cooking dinner and Molly would walk over and look at me and jump up on the chair and like, look at me, meow, and then turn and look at, and at part of the room. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And she kept doing it. Like, look, look, look. And she looked back at me and look at the room, look at, look. And, um, and she would always get my attention. And then I started realizing like, oh, where she's looking is where the book fell or where she's looking is where the thermostat just turned up and nobody touched it or where she's looking. And so where I would watch where my cat would be fixated on something and she would get my attention. And um, the cool thing was, if I can remember it correctly, God, it feels like yesterday was three years ago, much less 2012 um, was a zillion years ago, but (laughs) uh, every night um, the cat would, at a certain time, walk upstairs, like 8.30. Molly Francis would go upstairs, and I'd follow her, and she would go into this one bedroom, and it was a bedroom that we weren't using. Nobody was living in that room at the time, and it had been the little girl's bedroom, and she would go, and she'd sit on the bed and look at this one spot on the bed and look up, like look at a person, 
and look back down at the bed and look up and look back down and lay down on the bed and roll around like she was being scratched. And then she would come out and then she'd lay on the floor and look back in the bedroom and then she'd come back downstairs. And I asked a neighbor, um, I said, "The, the family who lived here, how old was the little girl? And do you know anything about their bedtime routine? And, and her family had grown up with the pe- family in the house. And she said, yeah, every night about 830, they'd go up and she would read a bedtime story to the six-year-old little girl and, um, and then come, you know, and then come back down and we do whatever. And I'm like, that's what it is. She's going to that room, revisiting or re- reimagining, reading, scratching my cat and then coming back down. Wow, that is so crazy. I, I mean, I may be crazy. And if I am, don't tell me because it's fun. <laughs> I don't care. It's fun in my head. And maybe I'll write children's books about this and make a million bucks. And then you guys will all think I'm really crazy. But <laughs> now it's crazy in a good way. You know, it's a good yeah. energy. You know, I always feel like it's a good energy when it's the shitty energy, scary energy, excuse the French, you know, that's where we're all running from. You know, it's yeah. like, ah, peace out, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But animals are, animals are amazing. I mean, all the animals, the lizards. I I was reading a book. What was I reading? Oh, it's a fabulous book. Um, The author is from Charlotte. Um, Samantha Red Wolf is her name. I'll put the link in the bottom. And um, the book is called Ghosts, Ghosts Like Bacon or Ghosts Love Bacon. Um, I think there's another book, Ghosts Love Coffee. And they're two just very short books, short stories. I think you can tell that she wrote them like as a blog and then put the blog compilation as a book, but it Mm -hmm. talks about her understanding of the spirit world and energies as her daughter, who is very empathic, brings that into their life. Like they both kind of come to it at the same time. And there was one story about a snake and that they had a big boa, like reptiles not my not my I was gonna say hell to the no right there sorry no I respect them I just no I like no I like mammals I'm a mammal girl um (laughs) but that there was a snake and the snake was sick and that the snake would usually I've been around people who have in college who had a boa constrictor and you give them snake you give them mice um if you're giving them dead mice you this this guy would hold the frozen mice, thaw it out, thaw it out with a hairdryer. He would throw it, thaw it out with a hairdryer and then the snake would eat it because it's going to eat something warm. And he would, we were at NC state and he would get, um, I mean, how awful is this? Just things you do when you're young, he would get the mice that they had tested on in the labs because he got them for free. He would freeze them and then thaw them out with a hairdryer and feed them to his snake because you're in college and you're on a budget. Exactly. Just kind of do, I guess, but yeah. And like, you know, he was, this really big weightlifting guy and all the girls was just sit in the room and be horrified and, and magnetized at the same time. But, um, the, so they would give them this, this ghost that they would give their snake mice or warm blooded things to eat. And the snake stopped eating and then it stopped moving. And it wasn't like it was in a, a shedding phase. It wasn't like in a molting phase and it was just, it would lay there and they would tap on the glass. They couldn't get it to, to be enlivened at all. And so the daughter had, she had sight and she could see, she could see spirits and ghosts. And she said that she came into the room 
and said, there's another snake in there with it, mom. It's a snake and it is oppressing, like it's bullying our snake. Like it's a bigger snake. It's a boy snake or it's, I can't remember the whole story. And the, the, the author said, I really never thought about ghost snakes. Like, you know, yeah, like not a thought. <laughs> yeah. And she tells a lot of stories about ghost dogs that come or ghost cats or, you know, that will show up at their house. And she said, and they talked to the snake and said, you've got to go. Like you are hurting our snake. You got to get out of here. And they smudged and they got rid of the snake. And then their snake sprung back to normal and um, was affectionate again because it was being like there, it, there was no room for it. And this other snake was taking, was terrifying it. And um, wow, that's amazing. Wow. I'm like, really? That's, I mean, so yeah, ghosts, ghosts like bacon and ghost like coffee, I think is the name of it. That's a good one. I'll skip the snake part on that one. I don't want no ghost snakes, anybody just stay yeah. in your own turf. Is where it's like, yeah. Stay your way, I'll stay my way. <laughs> no, no ghost snakes. But I, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. That is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I would see like a cat, you know, a cat, I definitely would say a dog, yes, but a snake, that's. That's very interesting here. I know. Very, very it, interesting. Well, I mean, it makes sense. They could, you know, if they're a pet and they're loved, then they're connected to somebody. You know, maybe it was connected to the terrarium that it lives in. Yeah, that's you very know? true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it died and it, it was connected to the energy of its cage or terrarium. I don't know. Oh, yeah, not for me. <laughs> I know. No. So, yeah, animals, they're amazing and we love them. And, um, they, we just, we have to pay attention to them and to their signals. I've noticed that if I'm really in a bad mood, um, that my cat either steers really clear of me. Like I can tell when I'm dark and not very nice. Like, even if I'm trying to pretend like I'm in a good mood because <laughs> the cat's like, uh-uh, I don't want any of you. Exactly. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, if I'm doing Reiki on someone, if I have a Reiki client in my house, the cat will come and sit under the table or um, it wants, it wants. And, and when I have done distance Reiki on other people, on my clients, um, I'll say your dog or your cat may come and lay beside you when I'm sending you um, healing uh, distance Reiki, because they feel the energy and they want it. They want to be, they want to be near the energy. Yeah. When I was sick with uh, COVID, my dog was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just wants certain parts and just wants to heal certain things. But then once I got better, it was like, yeah, peace out. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Back yeah. to my old square board. I'm like, well, thanks for the loving. <laughs> yeah. And if you let them, they'll like, like they're like cats. There's scientific proof that cats purring can help raise your, raise your immune system and raise your energy. Like they have a frequency mm. that, and it's, I've noticed this cat, not so much. She's more like a roommate. She doesn't want to sit on me. Um, but other cats that I've had would sit like it when I was having a heart, heart ache, you know, a sadness would want to sit on my chest versus when I'm sick and laying on the couch, you know, watching reruns of who's the boss and drinking ginger ale, it would sit on my stomach and heal my upset stomach. Um, yeah, yeah. So animals we love go, go, go get one today. Yes, get that friendly, everlasting companion is what I would say. That's right. Well, I could talk for hours about all my all the animals we have had and yes. loved and and their fun personalities, including my parents' beloved dog, Cam Newton Robinson, 
Um, but I'm, I don't know if we have enough time for all the animal stories today. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today, but it was a pleasure connecting with this one. This was a fun episode, Heather. I love it. It was. So happy belated Valentine's Day yes. um, and love on your pets. And, yes. and um, let them love on you and let them, let them show you um, a world that maybe you're not tuned into. Be aware of what they've got to, got to show you. Yep. Trust your pets. Trust their instincts. That's right. So until next time, this is Heather. And this is Tara. And this is Coffee and Sage. Thanks for listening. Thanks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Coffee and Sage Show. You can find us on Instagram at Coffee and Sage Show. If you'd like to email us, connect with us at coffeeandsageshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach Tara Caputo, you can find her at psychictara.com or on Instagram at mylittleangelholistic. If you'd like to get in touch with me, Heather, find me at heatherhealingarts.com or on Instagram at heyheatherrobinson. Until next time, I hope your coffee is hot and delicious, that your sage never runs out, and that your angels always have your back. Have a great day.